this is it. The final push to make your fantasy football playoffs. Yes, of course, we're talking about week 14. And I, Flex Shane, am here to talk about the top waiver wire ads for the week. So before we get into it, of course, DFSArmy.com. Go check it out. A lot of free content. But guess what? Our VIP members continue to cash. Just last week, we had somebody finish second in the Millie Makers. So our VIP members continue to make money. And whether you are a high-stakes player where you're playing in a lot of different contests or or if your team has unfortunately been knocked out of the playoffs, we got DFS for you. We got game plans, contest selection for people who are new to DFS. So we can get you there. We can coach you. We can get you comfortable to play the DFS to play the DFS game. But as I always say, we're not here to talk about that, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to talk about the Week 14 waiver wire pool. So a little bit of business, okay? Because it's going to be an interesting week in terms of the bye weeks. Week 14, we have six teams on bye. We got the Atlanta Falcons, the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers the Indianapolis Colts, the New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Commanders. There's a n- number of fantasy-relevant players. Uh, of course, we had some injuries in Week 13. Jimmy Garoppolo, who probably more relevant in Superflex, broke his foot. He's done for the season. It's going to be Brock Purdy coming in as the backup quarterback. we got Lamar Jackson. He's week-to-week with a knee injury, and I believe he's already been ruled out of next week's game. And that's going to be against Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. That's actually not a bad matchup. So we're going to talk about his backup. My beautiful, sweet baby boy, Ken Walker, strained his foot. So that's kind of good news because it's not as bad as a sprain. Apparently, Pete Carroll's saying he's never really seen anything like that. So it's unclear exactly what the full impact is going to be on Ken Walker, but something we need to be aware of. Cortland Sutton left the game with a hamstring injury. Yeah, I mean, we care because Cortland Sutton is somewhat fantasy relevant, but there's nobody really, really jumps in as his immediate replacement. And then Traylon Burrow, similar situation. He left because of a concussion after catching that fantastic catch, frankly, the TD catch. Um, <laughs> and then they probably got blown out by the Philadelphia Eagles. But let's get into it, shall we? It's finally time. We can finally start talking about this running back is my number one waiver wire target of the week for the running back position, and that is one James Cook of those Buffalo Bills. So he's currently only rostered in 31% of leagues, which means he's available, and you guessed it, 69% of leagues, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. I'm going to suggest between 11 to 15% of your fab budget. Now, the key thing here is that James Cook did have his season high in terms of snap share with 43%, in terms of his targets he got six for six as well as his carries he had 14 carries this is important because i've been preaching this all season i think pound for pound james cook is a better talent profile than devin singletary okay played on a higher profile team georgia he won the national championship so he's played in those big games and he was a big part of that win against alabama he also it's just an all-around better football player. But the thing is, is that coaches, especially at the running back position, especially if you're in a pass-catching situation where you're going to be expected to pass block, coaches have to 
gain your trust through example, i.e., James Cook needs to go in the game and show that he can produce, show that Josh Allen is not going to get blown up if James Cook is expected to block. He continues to improve in this area. He's still only 190 pounds, so he's not the best of the best. But Devin Singletary is like 203. So it's not like Devin Singletary has a lot on him, but he's starting to gain the, the trust of the coaching staff. And I understand that the New England Patriots, in general, are a better team. They're one of the best teams in the league, frankly, against the run. And so how do you beat the Patriots? Through the air. James Cook, again, participated in both of the air, six targets, caught all six of them, but he also had the rushes. So it's a little bit of probably a better fit against the Patriots, but also more trust in this young rookie. I like his prospects moving forward. You should prioritize him at the running back position. Now, we don't know the status of Ken Walker as of the recording. It's the evening of Monday, December 5th. I don't know what Ken Walker's status is going to be this week. It sounds positive, but that doesn't mean he's going to play this week. So. I believe Travis Homer, who missed last week's game, is going to be the more athletic player and, frankly, the better option versus DJ Dallas. Now, it's going to be probably a full-on timeshare, but when you look at the athleticism, this is all according to playerprofiler.com. He has an 82nd percentile 40-yard dash around a 4.48, which equates to a 65th percentile speed score. So that's just based off his height and weight. He's 5'10", 201 pounds, which a little small for a running back, but not horrible. He's got a 95th percentile burst score. Now, that's huge, ladies and gentlemen. That means he's got the burst. He's got the wiggle. He just needs to find a hole, and he can go. And with that 448 speed, he can make breakaway runs. So I like Travis Homer over DJ Dallas, but I'm going to suggest 8% Travis Homer, 7% DJ Dallas, who's my next player. And Dallas was the one who came in and led the, lead, led the team after Ken Walker left with the ankle injury, but excuse me, with, with the knee injury. DJ Dallas is also dealing with an ankle right now. So his status might also be up in flux. So this could be an absolute unmitigated disaster, but it could be an opportunity. But I'm going to prioritize Travis Homer over DJ Dallas. We'll see how that plays out. Melvin Gordon, he's still available. He's only rostered in 43% of leagues. Again, I'm going to suggest maybe a couple percent, up to maximum 5%, depending how desperate you are. But he was signed to the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad. And really, I think it's only a matter of time before it gets elevated. Mike Boone came in. He's a backup to Latavius Marine, Denver. He didn't really do much in his first uh, first game back. He only had six touches. I expect he's going to be eased in. Honestly, it's a low priority, right? Um, he's only rostered in 10% of leagues. I'm going to suggest 3 to 4% of your fab. This isn't somebody you want to spend a lot of money on, especially this t- time of the year where it's like you kind of want to save those last few dollars for these really big explosive impact type players like a James Cook. So Mike Boone, he needs to be on your radar as he gets healthier, as he shows he can stay healthy, he's going to continue to get those touches. So keep that in mind. This is also handcuff season. So guys like Keonta Ingram of the Arizona Cardinals, if you have James Conner, they're just coming off the buy, so kind of out of sight, out of mind, Keonta Ingram is worth considering. You want to bolster up your bench right now with upside players, but also handcuffs. You want to protect yourself as you make that playoff run. And then Jordan Mason of San Francisco, he's clearly the backup. Christian McCaffrey is going to get the workhorse, but these are the types of players you're going to be looking at. Uh, Jalen Warren, these are the types of players, if you have the starter, are likely going to mix in as the primary ball carrier in the event of one of these injuries, protect yourself. 
be resilient in the fantasy football playoffs. It's going to be so important to your success. But that's it for the running back position. Not as much sizzle as some of the other ones. Let's talk about wide receivers. Though. DJ Chark, one of my favorite players. Two years ago, he was going to be, he was marked actually as mine, but also a lot of other analysts' breakout lists. He hasn't really produced. Um, friend over at, at Player Profile and Matt Kelly calls him a fake alpha, and he kind of sort of is. But the thing about a fake alpha is that when he's playing alongside another true alpha in Amonra St. Brown, it really does open up things for DJ Chark. And here's the thing Chark is hyper athletic. He's a super athlete. He has a 97th percentile 40 yard dash at 434, which equates to a 97th percentile speed score because he's six foot three, 199 pounds. Dude is built like a, a brick. Super athletic. And it's actually coming off this blowout win where Detroit won. He really shows that he's getting healthy because, of course, he missed a big, big chunk of the season because of the in- ankle injury where he was on IR. But he seems to be back. He's only rostered in 27% of leagues. Again, out of sight, out of mind. I like the fact that the Detroit Lions are making that playoff push. Yes, it's going to be, it's still going to be challenging, but at their record, the Detroit Lions are very much still in this playoff hunt for a wild card position. So keep your eyes open for the Detroit Lions and DJ Chark. Jahan Dotson, man. Oh my goodness. So he's back. He's back and healthy. Now, Jahan Dotson, again, as noted, Washington is on their bye this week, but he's only rostered in 32% of leagues. And all this guy does is score freaking touchdowns. And we saw it again this week. He had nine targets along with the touchdown. And Jahan Dotson, along with a lot of these rookies, actually, so far this season, have shown glimpses, but he really could be a breakout potential. And, and as of right now, guess what? The Washington Commanders are in a wildcard spot. So they just need to keep winning out, and there's a good chance they're going to make the playoffs. So Jahan Dotson is going to be a big part of that, and he should be somebody you want to roster. Um, this next player makes me, frankly, a little bit sad, a little bit disappointed. Corey Davis of the New York Jets. Yes, I know. He's rostered in 19% of leagues. I also have Elijah Moore just below him. He's rostered in 35% of leagues. It's pretty clear that Corey Davis is the number two wide receiver on that team. Yes, I know. Garrett Wilson is the dog. He's the guy. There's no doubt about that. But then it's really the question, is Elijah Moore, is it Corey Davis? Elijah Moore did have six targets, which guess what? Was actually his season high since week three. So take that for what it is, but he did have his six targets. Corey Davis, on the other hand, had 10 targets this week. So Yes, he's not as sexy as Elijah Moore, but if you want just tried and true production, pretty safe floor, Corey Davis is probably the guy. If you want more of a ceiling type play, that's Elijah Moore. I still believe in Elijah Moore. I'm not sure if Robert Sala does, though, and that's what really frankly matters when it comes to fantasy production. Nico Collins. This was a guy that I was touting on my flex show. Yes, we nailed it. But also on the waiver wire last week, He's now rostered in 39% of leagues. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest 3 to 5%, but he had not one, not two, not three, not seven, but 10 targets this week. Unfortunately, he only caught three for 35 yards. He did score the touchdown, though, and that's important. We see that when a player gets this many targets, and yes, it was going against Cleveland, so it wasn't a great game. It, it helps protect his floor. Eagle Collins, high upside type player, I wouldn't even consider him a wide receiver three, but if you're in a league 
12-person league, start three wide receivers, and then flex. Nico Collins should be considered in that flex spot on a weekly basis simply because of the usage. And look, Brian Cooks missed last week. He might be done for the season. We don't know. I'm not saying that. It's not a news report or anything like that. But you really see Brian Cooks putting everything into the, to finishing out the rest of the season in what is just a crapshoot Houston Texans crater dive. I don't see it. Nico Collins could have a breakout as we finish the season. Matt Collins, Las Vegas. Man, he's only rostered in 31% of leagues. I feel like it's deja vu every week because I talk about Matt Collins. But listen, this guy continues to have massive snap shares, over 90%. He had 98% last week, and he did catch five of his nine targets for 35 yards. I get it. It's the Devontae Adams show. I get it. It's the Devontae Adams show. And he had another monster week, Devontae Adams did. Matt Collins is a big part of that offense, and he's going to continue to be. So he's a great flex slash stream play. Demarcus Robinson, Demarcus Robinson of the Baltimore Ravens, Rollison 23% of leagues, a couple bucks. Listen, he's so up and down. And now that Lamar Jackson's hurt, do we really trust Tyler Huntley on a regular basis to get production done? No. We like Tyler Huntley because of his explosive running plays, not because of his ability to throw the ball. So Demarcus Robinson should be on the radar, not exactly a priority add. Isaiah McKenzie, now he's a little bit lower on my list simply because week in, week out, he's not as quite as reliable, but we do see that Josh Allen continues to like the slot wide receiver, and he's still available in 61% of leagues. So if you're in a deeper league, Isaiah McKenzie should not be available on your, on your waiver wire, and he did get six receptions for 96 yards last week. So that's a pretty solid performance for a guy who hasn't been getting into the end zone. Finally, Van Jefferson, yes, we know. I know Matthew Stafford's done for the year. That's it. But somebody's got to catch the ball in, in, in LA. And the most likely player that I would go after is Van Jefferson. Low priority, maybe a buck or two maximum. I'm going to talk about the tight end position first. Then I'm going to talk about the quarterback position because we got some sex to build the quarterback position. And I'm going to just leave that little hint, that little hint. The player that we want to roster in all formats available at quarterback. But we'll get back to that. The tight end position, let's talk about Greg Dulcich of the Denver Broncos. Yes, I get it. He's a Bronco. We already talked about this. Not exactly high scoring, but Cortland Sutton did leave the game due to the hamstring injury, and we've seen these types of injuries hold Cortland Sutton out in the past. Greg Dulcich is the most likely to take to take advantage of that opportunity and that, and that, uh, that hole. And listen, he's only rostered in 42% of leagues, which means that if you're desperate at tight end, which, listen, a few of us are, man. Like, Juwan Johnson was ruled out this week. He got a zero last week. He was somebody that I was pretty high in as a tight end streamer. Not really worth it, right? When you've got a guy like Greg Dulcich available in the waiver wire. So go out and prioritize Greg Dulcich at the tight end position if you're looking for a tight end this week. And you just might be with all these bye weeks. Our team's on bye this week. Now, I did just crap on Juwan Johnson, but he's not playing tonight. He was ruled out tonight. But... It's worth keeping an eye on that ankle as we go through the week because Juwan Johnson does have that athleticism and he does have the spike ability in his arsenal. So just keep an eye out for Juwan Johnson. And listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's keep talking about Tyler Conklin. Yes, he's not really putting up the fantasy numbers, but he had another seven targets this week. So again, if you're just desperate at the tight end position, Tyler Conklin is a very reasonable streamer option. Okay, last but not least... Let's talk about the quarterback position. My last 
priority quarterback in your Superflex leagues only. Brock Purdy for San Francisco. Sounds like he's going to be the starter. Poor Jimmy G, man. He can't catch a break. He was finally having his career resurgence. The questions about whether or not it was going to be him, Trey Lance coming into next year, breaks a foot out for the season. We'll never know if he can make, make it to the playoffs. And frankly, now San Francisco's in the world of hurt. But Brock Purdy, are you the man for the job? Time will tell. They got the win this week. Can they do it again? But my top priority at the quarterback position, now this is especially, this is in all formats. So whether it be at Superflex or one quarterback league, Tyler Huntley coming in is a player you need to prioritize. 7 to 10% of your fab budget. And listen, if you're desperate, if you've been streaming quarterback, you should try to prioritize getting him at 10 to 12%. Now we know Lamar Jackson's week to week. That means he could miss multiple weeks. We saw the upside just last year with Tyler Huntley, where he put up a massive 35 points in week 15, and he finished as the QB1 because of that massive rushing upside. And here's the thing. As we go into the playoffs, he's playing Pittsburgh twice. So in week 14, this week he plays Pittsburgh. He also plays Pittsburgh in the Fantasy Championship in week 17. He'll then play Cleveland and Atlanta in 15 and 16, respectively. So he has a pretty cake matchup going into the fantasy football playoffs. And it's kind of one of the reasons why we are so excited about Lamar Jackson, frankly. But we don't know what's going to happen with him. We just don't know. He's week to week with the knee. And that could be that could be risky. That could be very risky. So even if Tyler Huntley is only going to be for a couple weeks, I like the Pittsburgh matchup. I like the Cleveland matchup. I like the Atlanta matchup. You can't go wrong prioritizing Tyler Huntley to help you get into the playoffs and then just crush and destroy your playoffs. So that's it, man. That's all we have to talk about today on the show. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in all season. Um, I'll probably jump on for a short show just to help out the streamers as we enter the the fantasy playoffs, but we're not going to be as in-depth because obviously – Half the people in the league are no longer going to be participating. But we're going to be here. We're going to help coach you through your playoffs. So good luck. Write a review. I haven't said it all year. If you like what you're listening to, we're trying to grow this program. We're trying to grow this channel, this fantasy football channel for the DFS Army. So like, comment, and let us know. If you're in the Discord, hit hit me up and say, Shane, I love your waiver wire show. Or Shane, I hate your show. This is what you need to do better. We're always trying to look at, we're always trying to improve. And we're here for the people. So that's it, man. I'm out. Thank you for sticking with me all season. Good luck in week 14. I'm Flex Shane, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Let's go. Sheesh. Yeah, big time. Knowing that.